truth will set you free First it'll freak you out Lately I've been finding it in words Long written down What we need now is all those who will come alive Who know the whole world will change in the blink of an eye I think it's time we open up our Sally L. Cordy, and welcome to Vaccine-Free America. Today, my guest is Pamela Evans-Gary, a holistic nurse from Maine, and we had a very, very good conversation several weeks back. Unfortunately, we did not get to cover the major issue that I would like you to be educated about, and so I'm having her back again so we can continue the conversation but before you do, before we do this, 
and I ask uh, everyone to bear with me, please. Ilani um, Shelton, a little three-and-a-half-pound newborn who has just been through an operation um, and is waiting to go home with her mother, um, and her family cannot visit except her, her direct parents, her grandmother, who I have interviewed uh, on this program, and will again, Heather, um, she can't visit her little granddaughter. So I said to her, I'm going to ask everybody to pray for Ilani Shelton, this three-and-a-half-pound preemie who's just been through an operation, and we are praying that she can continue going. I, I understand she's, she's a little fighter, but... Nobody can hold her. Her mother has held her once. Her grandmother cannot visit her. Um, and this COVID keeping the families away from their loved ones is absolutely going to be addressed by a, a lawyer that I had on this program previously and will be re-interviewing uh, soon. But everybody take a moment of silence for Alani and say a prayer for her. Thank you very much. Now I would like you to welcome Pamela Evans-Gary, my lovely friend from Maine. Welcome, Pamela. Well, thank you, Sally. It's good to be here. Yes, it's great to have you here to speak about that which you know so much about and is so covered up, you know. And uh, so I'm going to let you embark, as I like to do with you, just let, let her rip, as they say. <laughs> Yeah, that stream of consciousness sort sort of flows right out. I guess um, tonight we're going to talk about parasites, and I know uh, recently in the news a second, um, I guess, remedy for, for the China virus has been mentioned, uh, ivermectin. I have a little familiarity with ivermectin because it is an antiparasitical but I did a little study on it because I, I didn't know much about it, and I bumped into a really interesting article um, put out by the Japanese Academy of Biological Sciences. It's on the NIH website, and I will send you a link to this later on. But uh, the um, ivermectin was discovered about 1975, and they call it a wonder drug. Now, there are only two other meds, penicillin and aspirin, that have had that that tagline of, of being a wonder drug. Now, this article was written in 2011, and it seems that the Japanese Academy of Biological Sciences hooked up with Merck at some point back in the 70s, and they, I guess they discovered this ivermectin, and it is a microbe found only in the soil in Japan. And I'm going to do more of a study on this because I'm finding it rather interesting and fascinating, perhaps, because if it's the only, the only source of this microbe is in Japan, when we think of Japan, it's had a history of um, nuclear events in Hiroshima, and Fukushima. So if this microbe has 
grown up with that in the environment, it must be a really interesting microbe because um, microbes are pleomorphic, and I know Amanda Vollmer talks a lot about this this issue between the germ theory and the terrain theory, and I think this is an this is an example of something that this might be about. Um, if these microbes have grown up in Japan as a result of proximity to nuclear waste, and it is very effective against the China virus, and it's also, um, it's started out as an animal antiparasitical. It's always been used, well, I should say, since 1981. It was introduced in the United States for animals, and it's a, a horse anti-wormer. Its sales over the last 20 years have been over a billion dollars just in the animal market. Its first use for humans, I think, was, was probably within the last 10 years. I'm not sure. I know it jumped from animal use to human use. It does seem to be very safe. It's the first endecticide. When you talk about parasiticals, there are parasites that live inside of us, and there are parasites that live on our surface, on our scalp, and in our skin, the endoparasites and the ectoparasites. And this ivermectin seems to cover both of those regions, both of those families. And from what I've learned, that this is the first parasitical to do that, to be classified that way. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. And the fact that it, it's been shown to be effective against the China virus is very interesting and just adds more fuel to the debate that why will a vaccine be necessary if we already have at least two remedies, the hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin now. So I'm familiar with antiparasiticals because I work as a colon hydrotherapist, and I think the other, uh, and I'll talk more about parasites for sure, but colon hydrotherapy is a very little-known treatment that washes out the intestines. And it has an interesting history. It goes back, there are mentions of intestinal washings written on papyrus leaves, so we know it goes back quite a ways. Um, there are rudimentary colon hydrotherapy instruments that have been found in France from the 1700s. So people have been interested to clean their colons for a while. And I'll tell you, in my experience, I think the number one symptom that contributes to future illness is constipation. And constipation is a condition of stagnation, which is a precursor to congestion and inflammation. And microbes or, or parasites in the body, they don't like to move around. They like to hunker down. And um, constipated colons where stool is just stuck is a great place to hunker down for parasites. So once in a while, doing a colon hydrotherapy and just flushing out that five-foot organ of the colon is, is a pretty sensible idea. And um, when I do that work for people, the waste comes through a hose, and the hose dumps the waste into a glass view tube that's very well lit up. And then as it's passing through there on its way 
to the septic system, I examine it. I, I just look at it. I, I don't, you know, it's in a, it's a closed system, so I don't actually touch the stool. But in the 16 years that I've been doing this, I've learned to read stool. And that simply means that I look at stool and I can tell you whether it's coming from a place of peace, the colon, or a war zone. And um, when someone has parasites, their colon, their stool, it very evidently shows indications that there are worms in the system. Now, parasitology was taken out of core curriculum in medical schools in around 1980 in most of the schools. That was when the pharmaceutical industry really started to endow the medical schools and they took parasitology and fungal pathology out of core curriculum and made those electives. And the kids going through medical school, because they had the mantra implanted within them that parasites are a third world nation issue, they didn't choose to take parasitology or fungal pathology. And I have friends who are doctors now, and when I say to them, you know, seven out of ten people coming in to see me have some kind of worm or yeast overgrowth. What are you guys using for protocol? And they say to me, Pam, I didn't have parasitology in med school. I never consider that parasites are a cause of a symptom. Well, <laughs> that's almost tragic because parasites cause so many symptoms in the body in so many of the systems of the body that, in my perspective, they should be the first thing that is considered and eliminated as a cause, and yet they are never considered in most cases. And, and there are some doctors now who are realizing that this is the case, but I think there's been a concerted effort to make people think that parasites do not happen in the United States. I'd love to find out when parasites are a third world issue was first spoken because that has never been true. And it's easy to prove that that has never been true because if you talk to people who are 85 and older and you say to them, do you remember when your mother would give you this terrible drink in the fall and in the spring? 50% of them will say, yeah, that was terrible tasting. Well, one of the recipes I found that the mothers were using was castor oil, molasses, dimitaceous earth, and wormwood, all ingredients that were readily available in the 1930s because the mothers back then knew that you deworm your horses, your cows, your cats, your dogs, and you deworm your kids too. And it was brilliant. And they must have learned it from their grandmothers because at that time there was a lot of uh, home remedies and herb herbal remedies that were being passed down. And this is not just the United States. This is international. There are remedies for parasites throughout all cultures. So what has happened here? It seems as though there's been an effort to take information away from us, and this is in books also. I, I like to buy books right around 1900, and the medical books from that time all contain chapters on parasites, and that's very different from the way it is today. So to my way of thinking, parasites can even be implicated in cases of cancer. 
and, and, and multiple sclerosis and so many other things. The guru doctor in the field of parasitology currently, I believe, is Dr. Dietrich Klinghart. He's from Germany, and he has clinics around the world. And he discovered a few years ago that Wi-Fi feeds parasites. That's probably why we're having a, an epidemic of infestation. But they are interbreeding, and they're morphing, and they're forming new breeds. We don't even know how many families of parasites there are, but Klinghart says, for the sake of conversation, there's about 1,000. Um, Seventy percent of those are microscopic, and 30 percent, probably 300 families, can be seen with the naked eye. So when I do my work, I can't even see the bulk of them. But I've learned that even though some of them are microscopic, they leave a trail, and uh, especially in the case of candida or the yeast and fungi families, they will either present with a trail of foam in the tubing or this globular mucoid, um, just globs of cloudy mucus. And the colon makes eight quarts of mucus a day, but it's thin and it's clear. And when it changes its consistency and its color, that's evidence that there is something in that mucus. So um, when someone comes in for colon hydrotherapy, yes? Well, I was going to say, what, how, where do parasites come from? I mean, how are they, how are they in They're ubiquitous. To begin with? They're, we, we, again, we've mean? been misinformed. They're ubiquitous. They're everywhere. They're in water. They're on, um, they're in plants. They're on produce. When we prepare our food, do we scrub our potatoes with a brush? When we work in the soil as a gardener, uh, we get dirt under our fingernails. Dirt is microbes. Some of them are parasitical. Some of them are beneficial. We get a lot of probiotic bacteria from our soil. And Dr. Zach Bush is really the guy you want to listen to about about that topic. And it, he's just a wonderful, wonderful physician. Um, but they're in fish. They're in meat. They're in insects. Getting bit by a mosquito now, you can actually have parasites transferred. They're in vaccines, honey. We know that. They're, you know, they put them in vaccines on purpose. They, every noxious substance they can think of, they, they put in the vaccine. So um, I assume everyone who comes into my office has had, had proximity to parasites. It's the rare individual who has not. And whether or not someone's been out of the country is pretty much irrelevant. But I have seen that there are more exotic species in uh, especially South America and the Far East, but everyone has been exposed to parasites. So people typically come in to see me and they have skin issues, especially eczema and psoriasis. Eczema and psoriasis are almost immediately, obviously, caused by the Candida family. And um, Hold on just a second, people. please, Pamela. Pamela? I sure will. We'll be right back. Yes, I will. Pamela Evans-Gary. All right. Stick around. Little light shines so bright. There's no left here in the dark. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. 
The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Broadcasting Network, late night premiere show of a Red Pill Hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you. The listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the Red Pill. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Welcome back to Vaccine Free America. I am your host, Sally O'Cordy, and returning with us today is Pamela Evans-Gary, naturopath nurse and colon hydrotherapist, who is educating us about, well, you, you continue, Pamela. I'll just let you go again. All right, dear. Thank you so much. I think I was talking about the signs and symptoms of parasite infestation, uh, what brings people in to see me. It's usually GI upset. The first symptom they develop is uh, bloating and gas production. Uh, And this will happen 
to everyone when the microbiome, the universe of microbes that's inside us, becomes unbalanced. When it's balanced, we're supposed to have a million friendly bacteria, the probiotics, for every one pathogen. And pretty much we might be born that way, and then we go through life and we take antibiotics, we take steroids, we have stress, we eat sugar, we take vaccines, we take fluoride and uh, all kinds of things that depress our probiotics. And when they're down, nobody's guarding the bad guys and their favorite fuel is carbohydrate, and that includes bread and pasta, cookies, cake, crackers, but it even includes grapes and melon and banana and the sweet fruits, even though they're nutritious, they're very high in sugar. So we live in this perfect storm where these things are happening to us, and people come in to see me and they say, well, I'm almost 40 now, so I guess I'm having these symptoms just because I'm getting older. But no, never assign advancing age is a reason to be sick because it's usually not that way. So the microbiome, uh, the first symptom of it becoming unbalanced will be bloating and gas production. I'm only aware of three causes of gas production in the body. Number one, the presence of parasites and yeast. Number two, drinking with the meal. When we drink while we're eating, we dilute our gastric juices and they become weak and ineffective. The food sits in our stomach and it begins to ferment. And fermentation is the production of, of gas and bloating. The old medical textbooks report that we should wait an hour after we eat our food before we drink a liquid. And um, I have a lot of people who come in and they have gastroesophageal reflux. They've they're just very acidic, and I give them homework and say, for the next five days, please don't drink while you're eating, because the other thing that happens when we dilute our original hydrochloric acid, the body will pump out more to try to compensate. So the excess acid is caused by our diluting our original acid. And in this case, as in many others, we cause our own problems. But we just don't bump into the right information to help us along. So the people who are drinking with that's their really, meal who have... That's ex- useful. That's very useful. I'm sorry? I will certainly... Uh, that's very useful. Very useful information. Well, yes, it's very useful and it's very simple. And it's just a little bit of information that could be shared with every patient going in for a, an annual checkup. But unfortunately, it is not shared. And for people who have hyperacidity, they will get a prescription. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because all those prescriptions over time have side effects that will cause other system involvement. But we won't do us we won't do a talk on iatrogenic issues tonight that's for another time <laughs> but anyway um, symptoms of parasite infestation include number one gas that's going to be the first time the first thing anyone's going to see and some people have chronic bloating and when we can get the microbiome rebalanced and get the parasites out of the body and we do that rather easily, you just have to know that they're there and then you can target them. We use organic herbs and, um, and enzymes. It depends on whether you're going after worms 
or you're going after yeast because they're two very different families. Um, and for example, the candida and yeast families are one-celled organisms. And they have a cell wall made out of chitin, which is lobster shells. So they're very tenacious little guys. And the best way to disintegrate them is to use enzymes. And um, so we can do that and then help the microbiome to re be rebalanced when we're going after worms. And I should say there are many, many remedies. Um, I'm only mentioning two that I have researched and used over many years. I think they're very cost-effective and very effective. So I, um, I'm happy to tell you what they are. The enzymes that I use for yeast overgrowth are called Candisol, C-A-N-D-I-S-O-L. I think you can find it sold on the Internet, but the manufacturer really likes it only to be sold by experienced practitioners because dosing can be iffy. If someone has a lot, a lot of symptoms, you don't want to start them on a full dose. I know that Candisol is okay, not sold. Okay, okay. We're, we're going to be right back with... Uh, we're going to be right back with Pamela Gary on Vaccine-Free America. Stay tuned. I think it's time we open up our eyes and our hearts. Let a light shine so bright, there's no left here in the dark. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Certified app can make a huge difference for your future. Extend your life with Extendovite, a seven-herb combination made from garlic, cayenne, bilberry, hawthorn, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Each herb was chosen for their abilities to help improve irregular heartbeats, chest pain, lower cholesterol, as well as normalize blood pressure and clean and strengthen arteries, plus much, much more. Doctors have taken people off of some or all of their pills just because they believe their patients got better while taking Extendivite. Get the dependability of Extendivite. Just see how you feel in six months. A two-month supply of either capsules or liquid is only $69.95 plus shipping and handling. Call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. 
Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property... Everybody, we're back with Pamela Evans Gary, and she's teaching us. And I'm going to give the floor back to her. Please proceed, Pamela. Thanks, Sally. I was talking about Candisol, which is a, an agent used to eradicate or rebalance yeast or candida overgrowth in the body. And I would like to take a minute to just talk about candida. It is one-celled, and um, it has the ability to analyze any agent that is being used against it, change its own DNA, and become resistant to that agent within five to seven days. And this is the same mechanism, pleomorphism, that is responsible for us de developing MRSA, the superbugs. Um, so they can't, the, um, the, in fact, the yeast cannot become resistant to candisol because it disintegrates them immediately. Um, and I wanted to just say, you know, if a one-celled organism has the ability to change its own DNA, and the other thing it can do, it will capture our palate and make us deliver its fuel, which is carbohydrate. So a lot of people are craving sugar or carbs, bread, and pasta, and it's not it's not coming from them. They, their palate has been hijacked, and they are delivering the fuel for these these parasites. Um, the worms, uh, I use Humaworm, which is an herbal product. It has 26 different herbs in it. And when you have 26 ingredients in one capsule, that buys you enough time so that the worms cannot become resistant to that product. And you have to take an agent for 
30 days whether you're trying to get rid of yeast or worms because that's the amount of time of their life cycle and you have to cover each stage of their life cycle. So Candasol for yeast overgrowth and Humaworm, H-U-M-A-W-O-R-M.com. That'll tell you that that's a wonderful website that will bring everybody up to speed on, on everything about parasites. Some other signs and symptoms of parasite infestation is they also can capture our emotions. People can become irritable, anxious, depressed over time because parasite waste is what we call neurotoxic. It gets into the central nervous system and it creates emotional changes. I had a client years ago who came in. She was a psychotherapist. She had depression and she had fibro. And when I did her session, she was loaded with worms. I sent her home on Humaworm. She came back two weeks later, halfway through the cleanse, because she wanted to have another irrigation. She walked in the door and said, oh, my depression, not there. Since I've been getting rid of the worms and their waste is not accumulating in my system, I've taken myself off of Wellbutrin because I'm finding that I'm not so blue. And it's going to affect my practice because when I have clients who have depression, I'm going to suggest to them that they do a parasite cleanse. She came back two weeks later at the end of her cleanse and said, oh, my fibro of four years duration, gone. And those incidences have helped me. You mean fibromyalgia? You mean fibromyalgia? Yes, Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Yes. No, no, I mean, that's what you're saying was, oh, that's great. Well, and if, if you deduce this, you, it, worms are loading our systems with waste. They're worm waste. And it's neurotoxic, and it's very, very acidic. It makes our bodies more acidic than they would ordinarily be. So getting parasites out of the, out of the system helps us to feel so much better. They can go and lodge anywhere in the body. And ABC News has a YouTube on a lady who had brain cancer. They said she had brain cancer. They removed three tumors from her brain, and the pathology report said these are worm nests. So we know that they can migrate anywhere in the body, and I personally believe that parasites are what we call cancer. Um, In the year 1840, the word for cancer was fungation. They'd say, oh, he's got the fungation. They knew or they assumed there was a relationship between yeast, fungus, and and cancer. And if you look at what cancer does, it just spreads in the body. And carbohydrates, even the American Cancer Society now recommends that cancer patients stay away from sugar because they know that sugar is fuel for cancer, as it is for for parasites and yeast. So um, I'm concerned that there's some kind of um, information misleading as it, as it goes to the public because so much is connected and we're just not allowed to, to know that, it seems to me. But anyway, getting back to more signs and symptoms of parasite infestation, um, GI symptoms, tummy aches, constipation. In my experience, every person who has come in who has already been diagnosed with irritable bowel, Crohn's, colitis, 
ulcerative colitis, constipation, diarrhea, all of them have parasites without exception. So um, even a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, it, of course we have bacteria in our intestines and how do they know it overgrows? I'm, I'm just so cynical about all of these things, but certainly if our ancestors were doing a parasite cleanse in the fall and in the spring, it behooves us to follow that example. And I think most people who haven't done a parasite cleanse would, would be amazed to see the difference between how they feel and how their systems operate pre and post parasite cleanse. It doesn't, you know, it, it costs less than $50 to buy these remedies, and um, the results can be amazing. I, I, I really can't even begin to tell you how many people I've seen in the last 16 years who have been to doctor after doctor after doctor, had every test in the book, and because the tests are not really testing for parasites because doctors don't consider that they are a cause of a symptom, they never, they never nail it. They just keep trying to manage the symptoms that these people have. But once you find out that parasite cleanses are simple and effective, then it's smart to do one in the fall and in the spring, just like our ancestors did. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about colon hydrotherapy. Our colon, our large intestine, is about five feet long. It's actually a muscle. It's striated muscle tissue. And it's about an inch and a half in diameter, but it can stretch to three inches. And people, I have people who come in and they go to the bathroom once every two weeks. Um, they have a heavy load of stool in their colon, and it's pressing on spinal nerves. So they chronically walk around with low backache. A few of them through the years that I've had come in, when we evacuate that load of stool during a session, they get up off the table and say, oh, my gosh, my back doesn't hurt for the first time in three years. And it's, it's simple. It's not complicated. I've had people come in with gout, which is pain in the big toe usually. And when I do their session, bubble, 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 gas, gas, gas is coming out of the waist hose. And it comes out for 45 minutes, so much gas you wouldn't believe it. But when the people get off the table, they say, wow, my toe doesn't hurt. Well, guess what? We are a closed box. And if we have a lot of gas in the main pipe of our box, that gas is going to ricochet up and ricochet down. And when you get the gas out of the system, all the body just says, oh, what a relief. Um, so gas doesn't get the blame that it deserves in the body. And I have I've seen that for sure. All of the organs in our bodies either directly or indirectly dump into our colons, which is the waste exit. For example, the liver mm -hmm. dumps directly into the small intestine, and then from there it dumps into the colon. And the liver will use bile as a waste medium to take some of the filtrates out of its mesh. The, the liver is filtering every drop of blood in our body, and it, what it what it wants to take out of the bloodstream, it will shunt through the hepatic vessel being carried away with the bile into the small intestine, into the large intestine, and right out the chute. Our lymph system
system, which is the sewer system of the body. Every cell in the body is alive. It's breathing. It's eating. And it's releasing cellular waste. And it goes to the closest lymph node with that waste. And then the lymph system has uh, many vessels, and they all dump right into the colon and then right out the chute. Now, if people are constipated, that lymph flow is jacked backed up, and they'll have swollen and sore lymph nodes coming from the colon. But when we evacuate that colon, oh, everything just starts to flow. And fluidity within the body is the opposite of inflammation. And inflammation is the beginning of all pain and the cause of most disease. So having a couple uh, times a year a colon hydrotherapy irrigation is simple and it's wise. So um, I'm, I, I do hope that people will investigate colon hydrotherapy and I will send you a link for the directory for colon hydrotherapy in the different states in the United States for people to look at. Oh, thank you. So, I really value that. Okay. Could I ask you a question about what kind of foods, you're, you're saying which kinds of foods are bad for you, um, you know, sugar, carbohydrates, in terms of evacuating and not uh, manifesting parasites, but what is good for you? Well, it, the, the, the carbohydrates are, are the specific fuel the parasites. I, I don't want to say, you know, sugar's bad or anything like that, but um, it, they, the carbohydrates fuel parasitical growth. Anything that's not a carbohydrate, like proteins and fats, and some of the vegetables, the less starchy vegetables, things like white potatoes, um, they're pretty, pretty high glycemic, so we tell people to stay off those for a month. And just go on the caveman diet. Eat protein, fish, meat. Um, it's a little harder for vegetarians because grains are also pretty high sugar. And while you're doing a, pro, a parasite cleanse, you want to use an agent to kill them, and you want to starve them at the same time by not giving them their fuel, and that's a double attack on them, and it usually works very well. It takes about a month to rebalance the microbiome, but some people will do a month on these agents, and they still have symptoms after that month, and that simply indicates that their target their parasitical growth is big, and it's been in place for longer than just a short time. And those people have to do, they have to attack their parasites for maybe two or three or even more months. And you have to rotate agents because they develop a resistance over time. So it's um, finding a therapist who has some experience with, with parasites. Your best shot is going to a colon hydrotherapist because they literally are looking at the products of the microbiome in the stool. Now, you had mentioned certain fruits are high in, in sugar. I'm going to tell you the fruits I like, okay? And you tell okay. me if, if yes. I'm eating the wrong fruits. Okay. I like all melons. Um, I like <laughs> yep. cherries. I like um, yep. uh, nectarines. Nectarines. And pears yep. and bananas. Those are my favorite fruits. Okay, well, just really simply, I, I urge people to 
for the month of the cleanse, just use berries, any berry, blueberry, raspberry, strawberry, and apples. Those are the lower glycemic fruits. And bananas, forget it. You, you don't want to eat a banana because, and, and a lot of people, if you keep track of what you're eating, if you eat a banana, it's not unusual for you to all of a sudden gas right up after that banana. And what you've done is you've you've provided ammunition for the parasite community, and they become more active. So they're gonna they're gonna gas up, and you're gonna feel that bloating. When people do a cleanse, their bloating goes away, their eczema goes away, psoriasis goes away, brain fog goes away, joint pain can go away. And if they reinfest, the first red flag will be bloating and gas production. As soon as that happens, do another, do another parasite cleanse because it's easier to get them as they're just starting out rather than having them develop a community over time and then going in to get them. Apricots, if you don't mind my asking. Yeah, no, apricots well, I like are dried not... Fruit. I like dried fruit as well. Well, dried, dried fruit, fruit is very uh, concentrated because when you take the sugar, when you take the water out of a fruit, you're left with concentrated sweetness. So dried fruits, nope, raisins, dates, apricots, not going to have those on the month during the cleanse. Okay, okay. Well, I, you know, just as a general thing. Okay, now you even said vegetables. Vegetables are... Which vegetables are, well, are yeah, better? Some of, the, some of the vegetables are really starchy. Um, the, the, better, the winter squashes are starchy. The white potatoes, uh, we say that you can eat sweet potatoes. I'm not sure why. I guess the sugar content's a little less. doesn't seem logical, but, but we, sweet potatoes are allowed on a cleansed diet. Carrots are starchy, but things like Zucchini, summer squash, celery, onions, the high water content vegetables are wonderful. They're, they're low sugar, high fiber, and high nutrition. Doing green smoothies, you know, getting a blender, putting in some liquid and kale or romaine lettuce and spinach and maybe a lemon and an apple or blueberries and blending that all up. Um, that gives the digestive tract a rest because you're just drinking, but those elements are mega nutritious. So the brain has all the nutrition it needs. It shuts down the appetite, and you have more energy and a lot of, lot of nutritional ways to assist the body to clean itself out. Well, I love celery, so that's, that does, that's not sweet at all, right? There's, there's no... No, celery's not sweet at that. all. In fact, it's very high in mineral salts. And if I have someone who's very, very constipated, I will encourage them to juice, get a juicer, and juice the celery stalks and drink the celery juice because it's the very best um, stool buster. It's going to go into that old stool and those mineral salts are going to break that old stool right up. And you, when it starts to come out, it's very obvious you're going to have some stool that's going to be lighter colored and you can determine the age of stool by its shape and its color. Older stool is always round and boulder-like and very dark. 
and the fresh stool is log length and less less dark. So when I'm doing irrigation on someone, very often we liberate old impacted boulders, and we see them coming right out. And um, it's to me, it's it's exciting. And, um, you know, the other thing that happens during irrigation is if someone starts to release bile, um, that's evidence that the liver is cleaning itself out. And I never understood why do some people release bile during a colon session and others don't. And then years ago, I had a regular client call me up one morning and say, Pam, I've got a temperature of 105. I feel terrible. Can you get me in today? I got her in, and as soon as I started to irrigate her, sunshine yellow concentrated bile started pouring through the waste hose. And it was the most concentrated bile I'd ever seen. So we deduced that she was in an infectious cycle, an acute infectious process. And what was her liver choosing to do? Dump, dump, dump. Uh, I irrigated her for an hour. Usually we do 45 minutes. But her liver kept purging this concentrated bile because it wanted to get rid of the waste that was recirculating and making her feel so sick. When she got off the table, she said, I feel like a new person. So... Colon hydrotherapy, I, I, I don't understand why emergency rooms don't have colon hydrotherapy in them because, number one, they're the best remedy for constipation. And if anybody's poisoned or anybody's really sick, the application is really limitless. And it's such a benign procedure. We're just using water to irrigate the colon. So hopefully Danbury Hospital in Connecticut they have brought colon hydrotherapy into their hospital because they determined that that's the best way to prepare their elderly patients for colonoscopy. Because if you have a 78-year-old who's diabetic or has kidney problems and you put them on a colonoscopy prep, they can get very, very ill. So Danbury, to their credit, brought colon hydrotherapy in, and now they prep their elderly patients with colon irrigation rather than putting them through the horrific colonoscopy prep, which keeps you tied to your toilet for about 24 hours. Huh. Okay. Um, well, we're about to go to commercial uh, again. I just wanted to tell everybody that Health Lyceum, Health Lyceum, Oh, you are? Okay, thank you, Ken. Um, HealthLyceum.com, I believe, is your website. Am I correct, Pamela? Yes, Sally, that's it. Okay. And is there anything else you'd like to share with people in terms of where they can find out more about you and, and what you do? Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm, you know, I'm I'm winding down and... Um... Um, just, I'd like to stay home and cook more and garden more. I go in the office two days a week and, and I, I will try to keep my finger in colon hydrotherapy as long as possible. But, you know, it's, it's getting to the point we have a grandchild now and like to spend time with him. And so I'm professionally kind of slowing down. Um, I'm not really doing the activism that I used to do, but I've taken those activist hours and transferred them into prayer because I think what we see going on in our world right now is the battle, the physical manifestation of the battle between good and evil that's taking place in in the ether. 
and we we really we need prayer to help us. I had a video that I sent everybody um, about the man who developed the chip for to be inserted yes, in people's hands. I watched hand. it. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Well, I'll tell the audience what you thought of that. Well, I mean, I was amazed. Well, basically, I, I... Yeah, he he hadn't realized what he was inventing, the mark of the beast. Right. He did not get it until he read the Bible, and he had never read the Bible, so he didn't put two and two together. And once he did, you could see this man is, is appalled at his contribution yeah, and to mankind. I, I know, yes, general consensus says that the chip will be the mark of the beast, but we really, we really don't know that yet. Um, it seems like it's likely, but... Um, there's so much that can happen and so many different ways to interpret things. Um, but anyway, time will tell. Yes, and I, I will put that uh, link uh, as well as Pamela's uh, website in the archive, which you can find at tinyurl.com slash vaccinefreeamerica, the name of the show. And... Um, the, I just want to say the next show that is coming up is called Immunize Wisely, and Angry Castle, who is normally the host of this show, um, has uh, is is busy this weekend, so I will be guest hosting, and my guest this evening is going to be Kent Dunn. So hopefully I'll get my Skype up and running, and you'll hear me more clearly than possibly this uh, production. But if not, uh, he has a lot to say, as with Pamela, who certainly could fill five hours with the amount of knowledge she has. Um, why don't you take take these last minute, minute and a half, and wrap this up for me, Pamela. My name is Sally Cordy. Thank you for tuning in. Stick around for the next production. Take it away, Pamela Evans-Gary, um, colon hydrotherapist, naturopath nurse, and healthlyceum.com. Thanks so much, Sally. Um, thank you for all of the exposure that you have given me through the years. Um, <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to just publicly thank you for so many of us, from the bottom of my heart, for all of the information, the interviews. You know, if there's a mover and a shaker in the field of health, specifically in vaccine health and um, just political activist issues. You've been there, Sally. You found them. You've gotten the interviews. It's amazing to me the energy and the effort that you have put out. And it, I just want to thank you because you've done so much for humanity. And I love you, Sally. Thank you so much. God bless you, dear. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed the newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. The newspaper? Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! Huh. For some reason, a majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper does not give out the important attention on what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. 
The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.